0: Hi, everyone. Welcome again to a devotional out of the Word of God, where we're, we're looking at Colossians 3, verse 16. I can't think of a greater joy or privilege than sharing the mighty Word of God. There's so much power in the Word. And I find oftentimes pastors, leaders, preachers, they can wander away from being Word-centered, into being message-centered or topic-centered. And I think uh, these are all important, that we address relevant topics in today's world. But we need to come at it with the Word of God and from the Word of God and the perspective of the Word of God. So let me just go to a very basic scripture here today, Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts, making melody to the Lord. It's an amazing uh, scripture and covers a lot of ground. The first phrase here is, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That means it needs to be filling every area of our life, not to be filling us poorly. We should not be impoverished with the word of God. If we were to measure how deep we are in the word, it should come all the way to the top of our head that we are underwater in the word of God. We are filled with the word of God. It is filling our lives. Our mind is soaking in the Word of God. What does your mind soak in? Is it Netflix? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it. I mean, what is our brain soaking in? What is it marinating in? The juice of the Word of God needs to be in our spirit, in our soul, in our mind. And the Bible says in many places, when the Word is alive within us, it brings healing, liberty, salvation. And so to redirect our heart to the Word of God is like fresh surrender to Jesus. If I am committed to Christ, then I am committed to His Word. John tells us that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And obviously, the Word is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Christ is the Word. When we meditate on Scripture and soak our mind in the Scripture, we are soaking in Jesus Christ himself. He is getting into our heart and soul. He is getting deeper and deeper into our life every time we spend time letting the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. When our thoughts are thinking Scripture, when our thoughts are centering on what the, what the Lord says about a situation we're facing, that's when we are committing our ways to Christ. He's not just some ethereal mist somewhere out there in the ether. That Bible that you have in your hand is Christ in book form. And when you look into the Word of God and you seek Him in the Word, He will speak to you. Not only will He speak to you, but He'll be able to come into your life, into your thinking, your emotions through the Word. So when we let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, we are transformed. We get absolutely changed by the power of Scripture. It's like a yacht. I've done some sailing in my time, and and I know about a keel underneath the yacht made of lead, very, very heavy of the boat It's the heaviest, by far, piece of the boat. It keeps the boat upright when the wind is pushing into those sails. But if the boat ever capsizes, it will upright because of that lead keel. If we've got enough of the weight of the Word of God in us, when we capsize, we will come upright. We will find ourselves just standing up tall again, because of the power of the Word in us. Jesus in John 15 tells us, if you abide in me and my Word abides in you, you'll ask what you will and it shall be done for you. He is talking about us abiding in Christ and His words abiding in us. That's what Paul is saying to the Colossians. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Meditate in it. Spend time thinking on the Word of God every day. Spend an hour just studying Scripture at some stage, and you'll find it'll turn very easily into two hours, into three hours. Bible study seems to be a lost art. People just want to hear messages, but if you were to sit down with a pencil in your hand and paper that you're going to write on or a computer you're going to write into, as long as you don't get distracted on the computer, but you're going to find that thoughts start flowing through you as you write. Not just as you look and think, but as you write, you will find that revelation comes to you. And revelation is what feeds your spirit. It is the manna from heaven. And when that manna, that bread of heaven, gets into your spirit, it gives you every kind of grace you're going to need for any day that you are facing. When the word level in you is equal to your responsibility level, you won't get overwhelmed. You might feel pressure, but you won't drown. When your problems are bigger than the level of the word of God in you, they will tend to overwhelm you. But when you have the word in you, and it is equal to any situation you face, it is dwelling in you richly. You will find you are courageous, bold, You have faith, you have wisdom, you have the grace of God in you from that word that is alive on the inside of you. The Bible is not just information. It's revelation. The next part of the scripture, Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Sometimes the word of God can be like a blunt instrument in a person who is not wise. They just hammer people with it. There are are ways of ministering to people, especially those who oppose the gospel, those who are against the church, or those who are cantankerous even within the church. There is a way of ministering the Word of God in wisdom that with that skill enables people to receive the Word of God. One thing we should remember is that the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, is to be in our lives as well. So if we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're filled with the Word of God, we're going to find that people easily eat the seed when the fruit is there. Every fruit has seed within it. When you're eating a pear, There's the pips within it, a tomato, the seeds are all through it, a watermelon, seeds are all the way through that. And you can be chomping on your watermelon, but at the same time, end up swallowing the seed. That's the same with us ministering the Word of God. As we minister in the fruit of the Spirit, and we love people, and we bring peace to people, and we're joyful, it makes it so much easier to hear that Word. And when it's done wisely, with maturity, when we are not being foolish with the Word, but we actually share Christ in a wise way, we will find that people are very open to hearing Scripture. And then the last part of this, interesting, it skips into worship. If you're a person who soaks in the Word of God, Worship is inevitable. I believe every preacher needs to be a worshiper. That first sermon that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, he spoke of all the wonderful works of God. Even though they were speaking in languages, they didn't even understand themselves. They were supernaturally equipped to speak in foreign languages. But the messages were about all the glories of God, how wonderful the works of God were. It was worship preaching. And as, as we let the Word of God dwell in us, worship will come forth like a river. So it says teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart. One of the great callings in the world today, in the church today, is for worship leaders. I believe the worship leaders are given to us as a gift from God to implant the Word of God, thoughts of God inside our heart. I mean, sometimes people say, why do we sing the same thing over and over and over? Well, I believe it, it has, has an ability to get inside you so that that song sings itself. And you find the day after church, you've been at church on Sunday and you worshipped with some great hymn or song to God. You find on Monday, it's singing through you again when you're lying in your bed. You've got a groove in your head that came from singing and worshiping God and it reignites the flame on the inside of you. And that's the gift that worship brings us every weekend, every time we come together and we worship. We have a song inside of us that elicits joy and worship and praise to God. And that's exactly what we need to keep the Word of God buoyant in our spirit. I met some people who, sure, they know the Scripture and they can repeat Scripture, but they are serious and they are somber and heavy to be with. But when you combine worship and praise with a depth in the Word of God, You will have such a powerhouse of believers and church people bringing the Word of God wherever they are. And then it says, singing with grace in your hearts. How beautiful is that? As we worship the Lord, grace, that unjudging, merciful kindness, that elegance, that charisma of God, the glow of heaven, the the beautifulness of God himself starts to manifest in the church. And that's what makes a church compelling. That's what makes it magnetic and attractive. When the people of God are filled with his word and they are worshiping, there is a presence that is undeniable for any visitor in that gathering. How many times have we been in church and when the word is like honey, healing hearts, when the Word is like a river and when the Holy Spirit is flowing and the presence of God is in that place. People who didn't even believe in God before find it very difficult to hold that position. And I've seen many, many times people who came with a heart saying, I'll never, never go forward on that altar call. I'll never be be prayed for. Find themselves by the end of that meeting completely converted and transformed because of the presence of the Lord. Let me pray for you as I finish. Heavenly Father, I pray that every one of us would have a hunger and a thirst for the word of God to dwell in our lives richly. For all the things that we could be desiring in this world, we desire your word above everything. And I pray, Father, that worship would spring up in our hearts so that we bring your presence wherever we go. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. I look forward to talking with you next time.